Jace accuses me of yelling all the time. Really? And to me, I'm like, okay. I don't, I'm not yelling. Maybe I'm speaking a little bit stridently. Exactly. And like, yes. You, you guys know. are just using flowery words. No, no. we're not, okay? <laughs> I'm not yelling, I'm being strident. Okay, no, but it's true though. Like, <laughs> I'm impassioned. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But if you want some out of the box ideas to deepen your current relationship, Broaden your sexual horizons. Develop a better understanding of yourself. Or learn more about non-monogamy. Then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about halting. We love to talk about halting on this show, which, for those of you who don't know, means taking a break or a pause in the middle of something heated, like a fight or an argument, so that you can cool off and come back to the conversation with a level head. It's hard enough to know how to get in the habit of actually doing the halting in the first place, but in this episode, we want to talk about once you've stopped, now what? What if you halt and then you still feel pissed off? Mm. It seems like, well, that was a waste. So we're going to actually talk about like what halting is for. But first, let's review a little bit about what halt means and how to do it. Yeah. So we have the traditional normal style HALT, the acronym H-A-L-T. Uh, I don't know who came up with this acronym originally. It's if you do a Google search of HALT, um, it's just all over the internet, um, so it's a little bit difficult to track down the origin. Um, supposedly, I got kind of a lead that the acronym was first used and or created by St. Thomas Hospital in 1941. Wow. Spe- specifically Long as, time ago. Yeah, but specifically as a relapse prevention tool for people who are... With like drug addiction? Yeah, people who huh. are working through addiction. Um I can't find any sources to necessarily back that up or verify that. Um, But yeah, if you do a search on the internet, you'll find people apply it to parenting. They do apply it to recovering from addiction. They apply it to relationships. They apply it to work situations. Like all across the board, you'll find that people apply HALT as a principle. What what does does it mean? mean? Well, you got to tell me. (laughs) Well, okay. The H-A-L-T stands for hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So it's basically kind of a way to... Check in with yourself and ask, like, am I feeling this way because of any of those things, Mm. right? Like, am I experiencing any of these things? And if so, to stop, to halt. It's kind of, it's like a dual purpose. I think that's why it's really caught on so much. Because it's both an acronym and also the thing you need to do. Um, Uh, I like that. Right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So the, yeah, like the the fundamentals of it is you use it as a check-in tool. Um, and that you take a break from the situation. It's interesting to think about it in terms of um, for like relapse prevention for drug abuse. That That is really interesting because in that case, like, why are you choosing to use this drug again? I think, yeah, it's like in moments where you're feeling tempted or you're feeling mm-hmm. craving mm-hmm. or feeling, yeah, just a moment where your resolve feels weaker is kind of checking in like, Oh, am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Right. Because those are also the situations where we tend to turn to substances or turn to the kind of things that uh, help to either numb those feelings or distract us from those feelings. Yeah, you know, actually, even even thinking of just sort of everyday substances that a person might want to stop 
doing, you know, something like caffeine or mm. nicotine or alcohol or um, sugar even mm. of kind of like when you'll be like, I'm not going to do this thing. But then you find those times you're like, well, it might be nice, though, is to check in like, am I one of these things? Yeah. Right. Because I know for me, it's usually tired um, that like and I guess maybe hungry, too. But like if I'm tired, my ability to like make the choices that I've decided I want to make goes way way down mm, like that's definitely. that's the one that really gets me i definitely get way more emotional when i get tired as well yeah and mm-hmm. maybe not like the most productive way mm-hmm. but yeah as uh we've kind of talked about halt over the years on this show we expanded it a bit because we felt like maybe halt the original acronym acronym kind of left out a couple other things that we felt were indicators that like maybe you should stop a conversation or maybe you should like think before even entering into a conversation um Mm. and they include the following uh okay so it it is now halted (laughs) halted can you can you tell us how many letters are in there and which which letters they are h a l t d s halted yeah, yeah, that that doesn't really roll off the tongue quite like it takes Halt like does. an entire breath to yeah. say the one word. Halt. Halt. Exactly. I yeah. Like it. But the, uh, end, the end is my favorite part. I know. <laughs> the the d- 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 <laughs> but uh, okay, so now we have created and made it into horny, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, drinking, or sick. Well, I don't know why you said drinking with a question mark. Yeah, why was that? Well, because originally I was going to be like, I thought that it was drunk. Well, but okay. drinking we changed it is at one different. Point. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I'll just go ahead and jump into that about <laughs> the drinking rather than the drunk is because I think I realized that you can get into an argument about what counts as drunk or not for certain people. I know, honestly, I know for myself, if I've had like a glass of wine or two glasses of wine if someone says to me, you're drunk, and I'm like, I'm not drunk, but I'm definitely being influenced by the alcohol. And I'm definitely in a situation mm. where it probably would not be good for me to enter into a conversation. You, you know how in LA, we have these billboards that say like, buzz driving is drunk driving. Yes. Yes. And they show the like, you know, pictures of people in car accidents, buzzed versus drunk, and it's the same picture or whatever. Like that's oh, the whole campaign. Oh, I haven't campaign. seen that. I've just yeah. seen it like on a thing driving down the 405 yeah or like on the reader board yeah things. just it's the like, reader board yeah. but okay yeah so so buzz driving is drunk driving what if we changed this to buzz and it was halt bs <laughs> <laughs> wait halt i don't like BS? that because so saying bs sick. it seems to yeah. kind of like contradict uh, yeah, itself yeah i know I, like I see. Oh, halt BS. Okay. Halt BS. Halt BS. Halt BS. I like keeping yeah. it as drinking. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> and if you are like continuing to drink as you're getting into an argument or as you're getting into like a discussion mm. that might be heated. It can speed up it can, the drinking. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying it can escalate. Yeah. Exactly. It can escalate the heatedness. So, yeah, I mean, okay, that's probably why we added drinking. But why did we add horny and sick? Why do y'all think? I, mean, uh, I feel like the, the I mean, the, the both of them just kind of make sense, I think. Like, yeah. the, the horny one, it's like... It just reminds me of Sex in the City. Like, when... <laughs> sorry. Wait, how so? Because there was this episode where Charlotte wanted to have her, like, boyfriend at the time, Harry, become... Uh, 
or, or like marry her even though she wasn't Jewish and they were having sex and she was like, so we'll get married. Right. And he's like, yeah. And, but as he's coming, he's like, yes, yes, yes. I and see. then the next day she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because you said that we would get married even though I'm not Jewish. And he's like, we were having sex. Like, are you kidding me right now? It doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. I see. I see. Interesting. See, I interpreted the horny thing more in the context of, I guess in my mind, it's a more specific context of like, if you're horny and you approach a partner for sex and maybe you get rejected or they say no, mm. um, that that's not a good time to kind of, I guess, switch track into a conversation about, to about back that. that. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's what I thought is kind of like get that need met first before turning it into that kind of conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, and you can be horny and want to have sex with someone and then, yeah, they reject you and it turns into a like, now I'm upset. Like we never have sex kind of thing. Right. Or like, yeah. you know, you just being kind of i don't know it, with a lot of engorgement in your mind <laughs> body and soul <laughs> but you're okay not. so for you for emily it's more about like volume of blood that's <laughs> right. rushing around is very physiological no i think yeah i mean sure if one is more intensely focused on the act or the need or the want mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. having sex and then it's not fulfilled or met at that point then that can lead to other like aggravations maybe mm. right okay yeah. all right um and then we added sick also, also and this is um again it's just like your sort of mental resilience is lower mm. you know your ability to kind of think clearly um and kind of be reasonable, I guess, at least for me. And I feel like for a lot of people, it really is just lowered when you're sick. Yeah. Right. Cause your, your body's honestly, sometimes like mood actually can be the clue that you are sick. Mm, at at yeah. least I found that for myself where it's sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe I've been feeling a little rough and I'm like, Oh, maybe it's allergies or something. But then I'm like also, getting angry more easily or just feeling really frustrated and it's like oh i think this might be something more than that and mm. then often it ends up being like oh i actually have a cold or something like yeah, that yeah that I'm makes sick sense lick. yeah yeah but we usually just call it halt because that's easier to, <laughs> to say and to remember and just you know kind of remember that that the h stands for both horny and also hungry and, uh, you know, also the drinking and, and sick thing. Yeah. But I guess you, you could argue that sick is like tired and, and yeah. your body is depleted in any way. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. just halted. So I think yeah. the drinking is important to add. Okay. Yeah. Or, or I think we also, at one point where like, it could also be drugs. Oh yeah. Oh, so you like know, any like kind like of intoxication. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. something where you're not kind of entirely present. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's all well and good to say like, yeah, yeah. Check in with yourself and see if you need to halt, but it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's easier said than done. So what are some good like indicators, good clues you can look for good, good cues to halt. Like if I'm experiencing this or if this is happening, this means I should halt. Yeah. So some of this takes just some curiosity and self-awareness, you know, start to learn uh, what your personal indicators are that tell you that you're entering some kind of fight or flight response during a disagreement with your partner. Um, 
you know what that is. And if you don't know, start noticing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) invite in some curiosity to start noticing that, whether it's pacing or sweaty palms, sweating, sweaty body parts in weird parts. (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay. Or, or I think for me, sometimes it tends to be, uh, either, uh, being much more intense with my eye contact mm. with my partner or avoiding eye contact completely with my partner. I notice that if I go between, if one of those extremes shows up, I know like, Ooh, I'm, I'm kind of entering this heightened state of arousal and not the fun kind of arousal, the angry kind of arousal. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing is <clears throat> not exactly a signal for, for how to halt, um, but can help you kind of judge when to, if you're starting to feel like maybe we should halt um, is to, uh, this kind of takes some calibrating with your partner or whoever it is that you're talking with at the time, but is to kind of look at when do you normally halt and uh, adjust based on that. So for example, this means say your partner tends to want to halt much sooner than you do. And you're like, no, 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 I want to keep talking about this thing. That's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unquestionably. That if you're on the side of the one who's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to halt. I want to keep talking about this. Try halting a little bit sooner because it's not like you're not going to talk about it, right? The whole point of this is that you will come back. You'll still get a chance to talk about it, but just try that, like sneaking it forward a little bit. Or if you're the one on the other side who like always your threshold for halting is so low that you all of a sudden want to do it. And the other person's like, but I feel like I'm trying to talk and you're just using this as a way for me not to be able to talk. Um, to say like, okay, let, let, you know, challenge yourself, I guess, to kind of push it a little bit further and be like, okay, like I'll talk about this a little bit more, but still checking in with yourself. I know for me, I tend to always feel like I should be halting sooner than I do. So I'm more on the side of like, I really want to challenge myself to be more okay with halting sooner or to notice these signs sooner, but it's possible that for some other people that could be on the other side. Yeah. Do you, Dedeker, feel like you halt earlier or later? Oh, definitely later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of us do it later. <laughs> and, and but I don't. But I don't want to. It's the kind of thing where you know now being more conscious, calm, Dedeker. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably be halting a lot sooner than I usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, that makes sense. Um, another kind of telltale sign. Um, that you should perhaps think about halting or just do it right away as if your heart rate is getting really high. So apparently you can't process social interactions if your uh, beats per minute are above 100, which is really interesting. That's why like if you're running and your heart rate gets really high, you can't like be like engaging in a fully fledged impressive conversation no, no impressive conversation <laughs> yeah no like really like one word <laughs> spinning it out like while you're hacking and gacking type of conversation yeah uh-huh. um but kind of the same rings true if you are in a really heated like debate with your partner is something that if your heart rate starts to skyrocket you're probably not going to be able to parse out the conversation in, in, in an effective way um and you might even get to the point where you're sort of talking in circles and your thoughts aren't as well formed as they could be sort of thing. So I, that's definitely a time in which to halt and to kind of figure out how to lower your beats per minute Mm. and just take a step back. 
Yeah. I mean, also, if you have, you know, like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or oh, an yes. Android Watch or something, you, you could up. even check in and just like glance down and be like, oh, Ooh, time for me to halt. 110. Let's, <laughs> let's right. stop this. Like I'm at 84 right now. So wow. if we get too much more excited oh, on this geez. episode, I'm just oh. canceling the whole thing. Wow. And, you know. <laughs> You're going to stop it, man. Right. Okay. Um, another big one is raising your voice. <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like this one is like weirdly hard to to notice when you're in the moment of it. Well, like, I also think like what is it raising your voice or is it just like because there's a difference between getting a little bit more excited in a conversation and then also like yelling or getting really pissed at someone. Like, okay, here's, okay, actually, this is a good caveat for kind of this whole episode. Okay. And that's that I feel like everything we're talking about here, because it's about like self introspection, Mm -hmm. there's going to be ways that people can be like, well, but, but I'm actually this, like, what about this? Like, well, that doesn't quite count. My BPM is just at 99. Right. The point of this is like, even if you don't want to admit it, like there's a part of you that knows what we're talking about here. Yeah. So the raising your voice isn't just meaning like, uh, like, Oh, we got excited about something and we yelled about it. Yay. Well, oh, we better halt. You no, know, it's I don't like, think no, Emily was no, referring to mean. like happy excitement. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, there is, because I definitely have had moments like with partners where they're like, okay, you're getting so upset right now. And I'm like, I don't feel upset. I just feel like I'm, I'm, you know, not excited about, but sort of jazzed or in or heated <laughs> in a way. And it's like, where yeah. is that fine line? Can I, I mean, I can start a fight right now if you want. Yeah, I just sure you fight, do. Fight, I just say fight, that this comes up. You. This comes up with me and Jace. Uh-huh. Jace uses the word. Jace accuses me of yelling all the time. Really? And to me, I'm like, okay. I don't, I'm not yelling. Maybe I'm speaking a little bit stridently. Exactly. And like, yes. You, you guys know. are just using flowery words. No, no. we're not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not yelling. I'm being strident. Okay. No, but it's true though. Like <laughs> I'm impassioned. Okay. Impassioned, I think I can have anger. I can feel uh-huh. anger. I can feel frustrated well, and speak from that. And it doesn't count as yelling. And uh, honestly, I always. Maybe. Maybe I, yes. No, sorry. Uh, when you're done, I will okay, intensely just, come in. <laughs> I just, uh, I just get upset, Jace, when you accuse me of yelling at you mm. because I'm like, I've had people actually like really yell yes. at me real bad, yes. and right. I don't want yes. like I get upset because I'm like, well, I don't want you to feel that way, but I don't think that I'm doing that, you're and not. so it brings. <laughs> well, thank you, Emily, for <laughs> Jeez. you weren't all there. The time. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just saying like there are moments where I've like been in relationships and you know I say like one thing and the other person is like oh my god you know and maybe we can speak about this in the bonus episode but oh you know, we can talk for get... hours about the gender dynamics exactly. of what happens when a woman gets angry that, in a that's relationship that's good what I'm lord to. stop the presses that's what I'm alluding sorry to. none of that sarcasm is directed at you Jace uh, it's all oh, directed at, at Just past in, assholes in general but yeah that's what I'm <laughs> past saying past assholes not this current one no Correct. oh no oh it's no. fine no. I'm just kidding oh, you for guys those of you who can't hear it I'm holding Jace's hand and squeezing it I, I can hear it just <laughs> fine hear it. I can see it out of the corner of my eye too No, but yes, I mean, that's sometimes what I was saying is that like, if I get a little bit impassioned, someone's like, (gasps) and if like they get a little bit impassioned, I'm like, okay, Mm. we're just gonna 
sit here and deal with it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think, well, something to think about. Yeah, we there. can vent about all that later. All right. <laughs> anyway, raising your voice. You know for yourself what raising your voice is. <laughs> Sorry to like take a 10 minute pause and talk yeah. about that. The nuances of what raising your voice means. <laughs> um, another good cue is anytime the four horsemen of the apocalypse pop into your conversation. And I don't mean what? like war, pestilence, disease, you know, those kind of things. Wait, I mean, is that what they are? Well, in the Bible, that's what they are. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert. Yeah. Don't what, worry. We won't get there for like seven years. What I'm referring to <laughs> is what the Gottman Institute have named the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Conquest, war, famine, and death. For those of you who are wondering. Right. But not those. Don't pay attention to that. Okay. Um, We're talking about the four horsemen that the Gottman Institute have. uh, They kind of labeled it this way because it's like when they see one of these four things or a multitude of these four things in relationships, it's a pretty good indicator that the relationship is not going to work out very well. It's doomed. It's probably pretty doomed. It's probably pretty apocalyptic. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, one of those horsemen is contempt. So things like rolling your eyes at what your partner said or being sarcastic or being passive aggressive. Um, If you notice yourself doing that, that's a really good cue to be like, "Mm, time to halt before this horse gets too excited. Too Too apocalyptic. Too too comfortable in this stable. Too comfortable. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. The next one is going to be criticism. Uh, So that can include like personal attacks on the other person's character or on their personality also, things like name calling. Oof, yeah, yeah, this is a rough mm-hmm. one. Definitely, definitely yep. steer clear of that. And if you all of a sudden are like bitch or something in the middle of it, then yeah, Yikes. definitely hold because that's awful. Right. Uh, next one is defensiveness or blaming. Um, so this is like blaming your partner or external factors in a way that's like making you not take responsibility for any part of the conflict. Right. And then the last one is stonewalling so that's shutting down giving the silent treatment tuning out or it could be also walking away or storming out without communicating Mm. to your partner that that's what you're going to do in my opinion i don't think it counts as a halt if the way it started is like you just like stomped off and slammed the door and didn't say anything and you were gone for 20 minutes and then came back um like maybe technically you took a break from the conversation, but you did it in such a way that was intending to cause more harm mm, rather than to cause repair. <clears throat> so uh, if you notice, you know, if you notice yourself, if you are a person who tends to shut down in hard conversations or in uncomfortable conversations, or if you're noticing that, uh, you know, you're just really wanting to be avoidant, that's a really good time to just be like, okay, well, I can, I can get what I want, what my body wants, which is to like maybe steer clear for a little while and it can get it in a healthy way as well by just asking for it as opposed to stopping off and driving away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's smart. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to certain things to do and th- certain things to not do during a halt. So we've got some self-soothing tactics and also a couple things that we would like to remind you maybe not to engage in in the middle of your halt. Uh Okay. So let's assume like you've done it. You've halted. Wow. Uh, Good job. job. Well done. 
Uh, we'd highly recommend you call the halt on yourself rather than calling it on your partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's probably not going to help things if you're like, you need to take a halt. Clearly, um, you're freaking out right and now. And maybe even just for the sake of safety, maybe not even saying we need to take a halt because your partner can still hear that as uh, you need to take a halt. Mm. Uh, call it on yourself. You know, even if you feel like your partner is much more upset than you are, still call it on yourself anyway. Still say, hey, I really need to take a break or I really want to take a break. I'm going to take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is that you want to take. Um, So it's recommended to take a minimum of 20 minutes when you are on your halt. Um, That's the amount of time that it's going to take for your body and your nervous system to calm down and to re-enter a state that is physiologically more neutral. Um, that's a, that's a hmm. long time, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I usually only do about 10, so... Hmm. Yeah, give yourself, yeah, give yourself that extra time. Uh, we don't recommend taking a halt that lasts longer than a day, mostly because I think that it starts to edge into, into the territory of stonewalling or just straight-up avoidance, you know, because then it starts to be difficult to tell the difference between what's halting with the intention that, oh, we're going to come back to this in a better state versus what's just trying to avoid or trying to hurt my partner by freezing them out or whatever. So Mm. anywhere between 20 minutes and a day, I highly recommend being clear with your partner how much time you're going to take um, or being open to negotiating with your partner how much time you're going to take as opposed to just saying, I'm going to halt and then leave it unclear yeah i would even i would even take that a step further and say take the 20 minutes after the 20 minutes decide if this is something you're going to continue talking about now or if it's like you know what now that i have these 20 minutes to calm down a little bit i realize like i want to think about this a little let's talk about it later tonight or let's talk tomorrow or, mm-hmm. or something like that but um I, I feel like it's hard in the moment to want to set a time to do it but maybe that 20 minutes can be or like it's always going to be 20 minutes and then we'll talk about when we're actually going to talk mm, you know interesting and maybe it will be right away and maybe it won't but yeah like give yourself that calm time i guess before you make that decision yeah so the next thing and this is a do not do kind of thing which is don't uh, vent to other people And don't even necessarily vent to yourself, which I think can be Mm. a difficult thing. Although I will say that like time away from the actual situation at hand can give you some fresh perspective. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like almost immediately, which is really interesting. But and I think that it can allow a person to like not necessarily need to vent to themselves and be like, well, I'm so justified in my feelings right now, but rather Mm. be like, okay, like let me ask some questions here about what is actually going on. Uh, But a reason to not like vent to another person. And this is a big one is that the person that you vent to about the situation that happened between you and your partner, you and whomever, uh, they're probably only going to get a really bad impression because they don't like get the positive or the other side of the story as well. And I think that that's, that can be kind of a compounded thing over time also. Like, say you always go, and gosh, I have been guilty of this, but say you always go to, like, someone um, and tell them about, you know, the hard times that you're having with your boyfriend, and that's, like, the only thing that they're hearing constantly. It it sort of gives this impression that that is all that's there, 
as opposed to, you know, they're not hearing necessarily about like all of the positive, lovely things that are happening as well. Um, Mm. And that I think can be a really challenging thing for them to be like, you know, I, I like this person and I want you and your relationship to succeed with them because if they're only hearing about the bad things all the time, then it's going to be hard for them to want that relationship to succeed. It reminds me a little bit of the thing we've talked about before about if you go on a date with someone mm-hmm. and then you come back to your other partner and you're like, Oh, this thing was bad. And like, this thing wasn't great. And you kind of only focus on the negatives. Cause you think like, yeah, that's what they'll be more comfortable to hear. Then you continue dating them and they're like, what's going on? Like, Like, why are you, yeah. What's like, are you, do you have low self-esteem right now? Like, why are you still doing that? And like, you're kind of doing that to your friend or your confidant that you're, you know, choosing to only vent to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and really venting doesn't necessarily make anything better. It can actually kind of do the opposite, the opposite. What did you write here, Jay's? (laughs) entrenching you in your suffering <laughs> yeah that's what i wrote yeah and, such drama i got I very poetic there yeah, yeah indeed but yeah i think that it can absolutely do that it, it just sort of puts you again in that physiological state of being really upset by this thing or reliving it almost and mm-hmm. upset by like this thing that is happening and it may feel like immediately kind of good to be like, yeah, look at what happened and like i'm so justified in how i'm feeling mm-hmm. but i think overall it can also like breed a bit of resentment too for the person that hopefully you're ultimately trying to, you know, work past this challenging thing that's occurring with them. And also just think about being on the receiving end of it. If you're in the middle of a fight and your partner left to like go complain about you to their best friend or their other partner or their mom or whoever, it's like, think about how shitty that would feel. And, and yeah, just kind of bear that in mind that it's like, in the heat of a fight, taking a break to then bring someone else into it generally is not going to help things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there is something that we wanted to add, just that obviously like this venting stuff is a little bit different than really going out and seeking advice or seeking support or therapy. Um, And you can probably kind of parse out like the difference between venting and complaining versus like, having constructive questions and trying to constructively like get past an issue, especially if something comes up often. I think that those are the types of things that you should potentially be asking an outside party for help. But if you're just like, ah, he didn't do the dishes right again or something like that's a big difference. Yeah. I just, I don't want anyone to think that we're saying don't ever vent or don't ever talk about your relationships to other people. Like, especially if there's something systematic, like systemic going on, of course, talk about it. It's just like in the middle of the argument is not the time to, you know, that your halting time is not the time that, that, you know, that you should be taking to go dump on other people about it. Yeah. I I would say not even, not even just in the middle of arguments, but what we're talking about here is like, you know what we're talking about. This is kind of that, that same thing of like, if you're venting where the only purpose of it is just to complain, that's very different from like, I'm talking to someone I trust because I'm really upset and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Or I'm not sure how bad this thing really is. Or, right, you're actually trying to be constructive versus the kind of venting which does feel rewarding to do sometimes but if just like i just want to complain about how shitty this is and how justified i am in being upset and that that doesn't actually help anything yeah 
Um, so instead of doing that, go do something completely unrelated. Um, like I, I know on the show, we talk about things like, you know, journaling and stuff like that about it. I think there's... Yes, you love to journal, Jace. I think it's very useful to write stuff down by hand, specifically. But I would actually recommend, at least for this 20 minutes or during this, is to actually not even do that. Because that's kind of like, can can get into the self-venting sort of category. Is to do something totally unrelated, just to like physiologically calm down, kind of remind your brain that there are other things to care about in the world besides this one thing, just kind of get a little bit of perspective so that then you can come back to it. And some people feel like, Oh, if I'm not like constantly working through it, I'm never going to think about it. But you, you are, your brain is processing it in the background. Um, so this is things like go for a walk, fold the laundry, unless that makes you really angry, then <laughs> don't do that. Uh, weed the garden. Similarly, unless that makes you really angry. <laughs> Uh, do some art, you know, maybe even just like doodling or something like that or knitting or just do anything that kind of gets your mind occupied on something else. Yeah, I recommend meditation for people only if meditation is something that already works for you to help. And don't just like dive right in, in this yeah, exact moment. Yeah, yeah. If you don't already have a meditation <laughs> uh -huh. practice, it, the halting in the middle of a heated argument, probably not the best time to start. Um, you know, for some people, meditation just makes it easier to ruminate on the situation and obsess over it. And well, yeah, because sometimes it's like if you sit down and there's nothing to occupy your mind that for some people, it's just that much easier to slip back into the argument. And again, mm. it becomes that self-venting or reliving it or, or trying to think about a better thing to say or something like that. So I don't recommend meditation unless it's something that already does work for you and is something that you found consistently does help you to calm down and to reset and get back into the moment. And okay. similarly, uh, you can play a video game if that's something that does help you, if it helps to put you in a better state of mind or in a more neutral mood or just distracts you. If you know that you're more likely to get upset or angry or frustrated from playing a video game, then try something else. Try a different game or, or try not playing video games. Right. So like, don't... If I'm upset, like going to play League of Legends is a bad idea. Why? Because it's such a stressful game to play because you're playing against other humans who are all toxic and awful. And so, you know, like it's just it, it's something I have to do when I'm already in a good mental state. Okay. <laughs> if I'm not, bad idea. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And if you're a gamer, if you regularly play video games, you know which games are the ones that are more likely to agitate you rather what's, than distract what's your you. game? Oh, that would probably be Hearthstone. Wait, the one that'll agitate you or the one that you want to play? Uh, that's the one that's well, more likely to agitate me is Hearthstone. Okay. I've been better recently, but but yeah. yeah. But I know that's not the game to turn to if I'm trying to calm down in the middle of, of an argument. Yeah. Right, right. A lot of competitive games, like online competitive games, I would tend to say are not the right category for that because mm -hmm. they're yeah. kind of about amping yourself up to be competitive rather than calming down i find yeah. like kind of i don't want to call them mindless but like simple puzzle games work really well you know something that's not too complicated but is just distracting enough some tetris 99 yeah some tetris yeah, but no no yeah. Cross is a good one yeah. super smash brothers right probably also not a great not a great <laughs> one for that yeah yeah or or in my case mario kart mm, right mm -hmm. probably not yell a lot of obscenities yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then another one is to exercise, pump some iron. Y yeah. 
I don't know why that I, I don't know why I said that. Uh, this this particular one has saved me many times um, when it's uh, even not just like I'm in the middle of some argument and we're halting and I'm going to go to the gym and lift some weights or something. Um, but even just like if I'm really angry about something in general, if it's something about work or something that someone did that I'm still like stuck on and angry about or something going on with a metamor or, you know, whatever it is that that like going to work out, at least for me has been really helpful because it involves both like focusing and then also tiring myself out. And that like, as a way of kind of getting your body to calm down by like exhausting it. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't even have the energy to keep being like amped up and, and upset about this. Um, or, uh, like Dedeker's new favorite activity is going for a run. I mean, wow. that's quite a statement. I really don't want to have to live up to that statement. <laughs> it's just but, amazing okay. that you do it all. Yeah. I think it's pretty amazing myself. <laughs> It is. It is pretty cool. Uh, I'm not that great at running and I'm not that fast, but I will say it has definitely saved me many times when I felt upset or really sad or, or, you know, I've been snappy at my partner, like going for a quick run has been really, really helpful. Do not give What's such a annoying look right <laughs> now. James. A quick run. What's a quick run to like you? 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Hey, look, yeah. that fits perfectly with the, there you go. the amount of time uh -huh. for the halt. Yeah. 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 Perfect. <clears throat> Love it. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For a long time now, we've been fans of AdamandEve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners you can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com adammail.com or evestoys.com and select any one item it can be you know an adventurous new toy or anything you desire something fun something sexy whatever sounds good so just enter offer code multi at checkout and you'll get 50 percent off almost any item plus free shipping that's multi, M-U-L-T-I, at adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast, and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code multi to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. All right, now <clears throat> we want you to ask yourself a couple questions while you're on the halt, on the hunt. 
<laughs> no, when you're halting, when you're in the middle of the halt, and before you re-enter into the fray, into the uh, into society, no, mm. into the the argument or the discussion or whatever. Mm, okay, um, when yeah. you're in the middle of the halt, let's uh, let's have some questions for you, some like things to mindfully be working through. Yeah. So this list of questions, ideally, this is something that you'll turn to. After you've gone through kind of your 20 minutes of calming your body down, um, I wouldn't recommend diving into these questions right away. Um, Definitely do whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself a little bit calm, get yourself in a slightly more neutral mind space, and then start going through some of these questions. Yeah. So there's three major categories for these questions, and we'll kind of go through each one and kind of talk about like what all is included in that. So the first one here kind of the overall topic is what is hidden from me right now? And that sounds so mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. But basically what this means is things like what else might my partner or the person I'm talking to have going on that I don't know about that might be affecting how they're reacting right now. Or maybe you do know about it and you've conveniently forgotten in this present moment. (laughs) That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I think this one, it's, you know, you don't, we don't, science studies have shown us over and over again that we don't know what's going on in other people's minds. Yeah. And that even when we think we do, we actually don't. Um, so just, uh, I think even just the understanding that there's, there's stuff going on for them in their mind and their experience right now that I'm not aware of, and I can't be aware of unless they tell it to me. And maybe right now is not the time when they're going to do that. I don't know. Um, but I think even just that mental exercise of saying, like, what what might be going on, right? Like, what might be going on for them uh, that that could be affecting this, right? Whether it's some other kind of stress or that they've had similar frustrating discussions with someone else recently and that that could be contributing to it. Uh, like what would be some other examples? Uh, like they just got home from work and they're super tired. Yeah. You know, or yeah. they have like a work stress that's been going on for a while that isn't resolved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps there's some like insecurity in general that they've been wrestling with in their life or a, yeah. That this is that this is bringing up or that's coming up for them while you're talking about this. Or a family member is ill. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of things. Friend. Yeah. And so then the kind of mirror world version of that question is what might be going on with you that's affecting how you're acting right now, how you're feeling right now that you weren't aware of. Right. Or maybe you were aware of, but we're just kind of you know, putting the blinders on, right? Like similar things. It could be, could be work stuff that's going on. It could be some other relationship. It could be uh, this almost kind of like loops back on itself of like, maybe it's like the reasons why you're halting. It's because you are really tired Mm. or because you're horny or you're hungry or you're, you know, you're lonely or you're drinking or, you know, whatever, or maybe you're sick. Like I was saying, maybe this is where you realize like, Oh, I think I'm getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. So the second category questions, kind of the overarching theme is, am I trying to be right more than I'm trying to connect? So asking questions of yourself, like, could I be focusing more on connecting more than competing, for instance? Mm. Or 
could pouring love or understanding into the situation right now help us to better connect? And this one's a doozy. This one actually like really specifically saved me a couple weeks yeah. ago during a halt um, where I read this question. I was like, oh, damn, like, yeah, because like what I want right now is love and understanding. So, of course, if I brought love and understanding into the situation, it would really help us connect. And it really helps me to let go of just wanting to be right or just wanting to win you know, instead of just cutting to the chase of like actually asking for what it is that I wanted. Hmm. Yeah. What like it, that just seems so easy to say. Yeah. It, you tell me more about it. A little like, I don't know if I like this, not well, you, no, but I, I know it. you like it, but Jace was the one who was like, eh. I just, I guess just like, I don't know. Tell me more about it. Like, what is it about that particular question that, that, resonated for you i guess in that particular moment it was because it just happened to really cut to the chase of what i was wanting like because i like i think that the main reason why i needed a halt is because i was feeling lonely there were a number of other things going on but like because i was feeling really lonely and realizing like oh my goodness these things that i want like yeah i can just inject them into the situation and it'll make everything so much better you know Mm. And I think that also the, the like connectedness. the like focusing on the connecting rather than the being right, it really helped me to be like, oh yeah, that's totally what's going on right now is that I'm trying to be right and I don't really want to be right. I just want to feel connected. And I want to feel loved and I want to mm. feel close to this person. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was just because the situation happened to line up. Maybe in other situations that question wouldn't resonate as much, which is why we've given you a ton to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now, I, I think that that's a really important question to ask yourself or just to say like, okay, I care deeply about this person. So why don't I inject some of that thinking into this whole thing? Because obviously, like, we're not seeing eye to eye on something or maybe I'm not getting what I want. Most likely, they're also not getting what they want. So why mm. don't I be compassionate rather than upset or... Rather than, yeah, like you said, trying to win this argument or whatever, mm. because that's not, I don't think it's as helpful as being kind and good to your, to your partner in that moment. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Mm. So, so like, all right, I'll read, I'll read our next question, but I want to, oh, okay. I want to talk more about that too. So okay. I think they're all related though. So this next one is what would a more conscious version of me do right now? And I know situation. you preferred this question over the last one. Right. Yeah. That's something about the wording of this one kind of made, made sense to me in a way of kind of being like, kind of asking yourself the question of like, if I were still me, but I was like totally in control and really like aware of what I wanted and what mattered in my life how would I be acting right now yeah. versus how I'm acting now where I'm reacting out of what feelings are, are kind of overpowering me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me think about the, the question that you were asking Emily too, of that, like, I guess kind of like, what do I really want here? Um, and I, I guess it kind of got to what Dedeker was saying too, about that question for her being like realizing, Oh, well, what I really want is connection and love. And what I'm doing isn't getting me that it's, it's almost kind of doing the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's that, that sort of thing. And I I feel like, 
asking yourself the question of like, what do I actually really want here is super helpful. Yeah. Because it's so easy to get caught up in just wanting to be right or wanting to win. And I feel like oftentimes like the outcome of winning isn't, isn't actually what you want. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, if you really think about it, if you're yeah, like, okay, like, winning means what? them feeling shitty, me being right. Oftentimes them knowing me that being, they're wrong, them knowing they're wrong. And oftentimes you being right means like, Oh, well I'm right about the fact that they're inconsiderate or mm, about the fact that they're selfish said. or about mm. the fact that they don't really love me, that that's what being right is a lot of the time in these sorts of yeah. heated discussions and like, if you really think about it, that's not the outcome you actually want, yeah. right? Mm. I don't actually want to be right about this, but we're so conditioned to fight for it. And so conditioned to like view it in this very narrow, like what matters is winning right now yeah. rather than getting what I actually want in the bigger picture. Yeah. Well, the phrasing of this particular question about what would a more conscious version of me do right now, it reminds me of actually a, a kind of visualization meditation exercise that I've used in the past. I don't think I've used it on a halt, um, but I could possibly try it. And it's basically the idea that you envision yourself sitting at home or like sitting in a place where you feel safe. um, And you hear a knock on the door and you open the door and it's someone and it can be whoever you like, but generally someone that you admire or that you, you respect or that you feel is someone who has a lot of wisdom. Mm. So mm. it could be okay. anyone. It could be like your grandma. It could be the Dalai Lama. It could be Neil deGrasse Tyson, like whoever it is uh-huh. that feels like safe and smart and wise to you. You invite them in and you visualize telling them about your problem and then mm essentially kind of intuiting what would that person say to me Interesting. and uh and let me tell you like i've just learned to stop inviting the dalai lama in if i want to be right <laughs> in the situation <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's funny if i'm really attached to like still being angry still being right like i, I kind of hold off on inviting the dalai lama over to my house but um he's a real buzzkill when you want to be a angry. real buzzkill because because yeah <laughs> like when i'm envisioning the dalai lama talking me through my problems it's pretty quickly pretty quickly cuts to the bullshit if you know what i mean yeah. Um, yeah. anyway that's what it reminds me of and maybe that's something that might be more effective for some people as well, of kind of like envisioning someone else, someone else who's more loving and wise stepping into the situation and guiding you through it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of love, I think the next question is quite important because you might want to ask yourself, what do I love about this person? Mm-hmm. Just as a reminder in the moment when things are difficult and heated to be like, hey, like, I'm in a relationship. I'm choosing every day to be in a relationship with this person, like we talked about last on the last episode. Um, and, and why am I doing that? What do I care? You know, how do I care about this person? What do I care about this person? Like, what is so amazing about them? And just to remind yourself of that in the moments that things get tough, I think can be really beneficial. Yeah, definitely. So the next category of questions, um, essentially what you're asking yourself is, is there anything that I am projecting onto this situation? So for instance, you can ask yourself, am I triggered right now? And 
it doesn't matter like, you know, what your trauma is, whether, you know, like trauma falls on a spectrum and it affects everyone differently. And so it really doesn't matter what it is, but just asking yourself, like, was there something in this conversation that triggered me in some way? Um, or asking yourself, is are like, are my feelings actually related to my partner or are they related to some experience in my own past? Like, did my partner use a phrase or a word that reminded me of something in the past? Am I feeling the way that I felt in a past time that I felt judged or that I felt abandoned or that I felt lost or things like that? So you can definitely kind of dive into wondering what parts of the past are showing up in this conversation. And is yeah. that what's creating all the heightened intensity and emotions right now? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is just these are just a few questions of many that you could ask yourselves. Um, but generally I find that asking these kind of questions are specifically really good for reentry, you know, kind of like after you've calmed down and your heart rate's down and you're feeling a little bit more chill, but then asking some of these questions before heading back into the conversation can really help to get some perspective, get yourself outside of your head and get you more into a mindset that perhaps is more receptive toward building a bridge with your partner rather than maintaining a more offensive defensive stance with your partner. Yeah. So we have a couple takeaways from this episode. Um, The first one, which we didn't really talk about, but this is something to consider doing when you're not like in a moment of halting uh, is to have a conversation with your partner about like what that halt is going to look like that inevitable potential halt. Uh, Just be like, okay, like, you know, this might be something that happens. This is what this means. Let's talk about how we both might go about doing this, how early or late we feel in a rela- in a conversation that we might employ this. Um, and maybe do it in a time like a, a really like safe space, like, like a radar. You might want to talk about said halt because... Again, just like having as much information and a much as much communication as you possibly can um, about what you might do in these situations will ultimately hopefully get you in a good understanding in a good place. Yeah, it's almost kind of like give yourselves give both of yourselves the opportunity to kind of opt in yeah. as in like, Hey, let's activate the halt power. And so that we know that that's an option <laughs> uh-huh. that we can have we can in the future. Yeah. 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 Cool. As opposed to like springing that in the middle of a moment and then it's having, like, what, what is this? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are we stopping? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I have to say it totally saved my ass to actually have these questions saved on my phone to consult with when I was feeling heated or when I was in the middle of the halt. Um, so that definitely uh, check out the transcript for this episode to be able to get these questions. Or you can listen to this episode, have it saved on your phone. You know, sometimes I've done things like that, too, and that can help. And hopefully we could have these like in the show notes or something, too. That would be cool. Mm, yeah. Be nice. so, yeah, we'll, we'll try make a to note do of that, that for you. So, so check, the, check our website um, and look for the page for this episode, which is episode 217. Um, and... Uh, like actually, yeah, copy them down, put them into a note somewhere, have them have them handy for when you need them. Yeah, because you don't want to go searching for them in the moment. No, nope. have them have them in advance. <laughs> like wait, wait, yeah, <laughs> wait. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, we just wanted to say that um, if if this episode felt important for you, like that this was something you really needed, um, we would also recommend checking out episode two ten, which is taking the fight out of your fights, which is kind of about like what it means to fight 
fair and fight dirty and kind of what are better ways to have those discussions. Uh, and then also episode 186 on reconnecting, um, which is kind of for that time afterward. It's like, how do we reconnect with each other after things have gotten intense or after things have been hard? Yeah. Yeah. So we really would love to hear about all of the different ways in which you out there halt. Uh, if you tend to be a person who halts sooner or later, um, what like tactics you've employed in the middle of your halts or uh, how you've kind of addressed them in the moment as well. And the reasons maybe why you tend to halt like more often than not. Uh, we would love to hear about all of those things. So the best place to share your thoughts with other listeners is on this episode's discussion thread in our private Facebook group or Discord chat. You can get access to these groups and join our exclusive community by going to patreon.com slash multiamory. In addition, you can share with us publicly on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can email us at info at multiamory.com. Leave us a voicemail at 678 M-U-L-T-I-0-5. You got to commit to that, Jace. Jeez. I was trying to go real low. I see. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can leave us a voice message on Facebook. Multiamory is created and produced by Dedeker Winston, Jace Lindgren, and me, Emily Matlack. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio Balvanera. Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our production assistant is Nicole Samara. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP. The full transcript is available on this episode's page on multiamory.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.